Howdy everyone, welcome back to Don't Feed the Bears. I'm DJ Ramirez, sports editor of the Baylor Lariat. With the Baylor football team riding a three-game losing streak, the Bears will head up to Ames, Iowa to face the Iowa State Cyclones, who are currently tied for first in the Big 12. So to preview the game with us this week, we have a special guest, Zane Douglas, the sports editor of the Iowa State Daily. Uh, welcome to Don't Feed the Bears, Zane. This is our, compared to the uh, podcast on Sunday, this is barely anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, for everybody listening, y'all should go check out Iowa State's Daily's uh, weekly sports podcast. I was on it with uh, Zane Douglas, the sports editor, and uh, Matt Bellinson, associate sports editor. Um, yeah, we've got an exciting week uh it's the election you know fate of our country's at stake but <laughs> yeah, more we importantly, got baylor football is <laughs> going to Ames to play iowa state who's tied for first in the big 12 right now how exciting is that for y'all well oh uh, yeah like you you totally said it with the i'm just sitting here like oh yeah let's talk about iowa state and it's like right now it's like a huge election like fate of our country just to complete you know like what what are we even talking about here but like no um yeah i mean definitely the air around iowa state around um ames i mean you it's kind of hard to tell just because of like pandemic and not a lot of people on there but like or everywhere you know but at games you can kind of tell that you know fans are coming in and it's a pretty good atmosphere um for iowa state right now so uh yeah kind of being in the um near the top um for the cyclones that's that's good for them um but yeah no uh this will be a probably a good game against um uh, between these two teams so yeah and i know when we were talking the other day about how this could be like a defining game baylor being on a three-game losing streak and then iowa state um even though they just won against Kansas, there's like some kinks that they feel like they have to work out. Um, so overall, what are your thoughts on this matchup that we're going to see on Saturday? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I know we talked kind of briefly about it on the, on, on our other pot or on our podcast. Um, but I think, kind of the keys to the matchup for me it's it's going to come down definitely to the trenches and I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say but um both offensive both offensive and defensive lines for both teams um for offensive lines um both teams kind of have a have had a tough time pass protecting um overall this year and the defensive lines are kind of the strength for both teams so looking at this matchup I think a big x factor is just going to be how upright can the two quarterbacks be in the pocket? How how easily can they be protected? Will they be on the run? Will they be like running for their lives kind of thing? Um, so to this matchup, um, I don't think, um, even though Iowa State has had a better season, I don't think it's as lopsided as maybe the records would say. Um, but yeah, I definitely think that it's going to kind of come down to what happens on the offensive defensive lines. And um, yeah, I think, I think it'll be honestly for Iowa state. I think this is, I mean, you, you say like, you kind of hear the term trap game 
and you kind of think, oh, that's that's meaningful, like a bad team or something like that. They're playing a bad team that could beat them. I don't think Baylor's like a bad team, but I just think like by how the records say or how the records say right now, um, this could like Iowa State could come into this game and kind of think this might be a like a pushover, kind of a rollover game. But I don't think it'll be like that. I think it'll at least be close, and I definitely think um, the Bears have a chance to win this. So. Okay, um, a big strength for the Cyclones right now is obviously in the in the running game, particularly because you all have probably the best rusher in the conference right now, um, especially now since Puka Williams opted out uh, a few weeks ago. Brees Hall is definitely the guy that everybody has to watch out for. Um, like, what's the biggest thing that you feel – Baylor has to do in terms of keeping Brees Hall from being as explosive as he has been. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, you you said it um, right there. It's, to me, it's kind of going to this year, it was kind of weird, um, or at least now at this point, it's kind of weird to think like Brees Hall is kind of the guy in the Big 12 when it's like you came in with Puka Williams, Chuba Hubbard, like you had some, you had some really, really talented backs. Um, so yeah, what Baylor kind of has to do, um, I think um, I, Matt kind of talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to sound a little crazy here. And I think a little bit of what defenses kind of have to do with Brees Hall is understand that he's going to kind of get his a little bit um, and just kind of make sure that they really shut down the passing game. The, the passing game, if the passing game gets going for Iowa State, there's really nothing that a team can do to stop the offense. Um, just because to this point, Iowa State's had a decent offensive attack and their passing game has been pretty bad so far. So if the passing game gets going, I mean, you're not going to be able to stop the balance. So I think to me, it's like the key is kind of stopping the passing game. And if you can do that and you, you allow Brees Hall to kind of run a little bit, you're definitely going to still have a chance, um, especially because, you know, you can't really be as dynamic as an offense if you just kind of trust the running back the whole time, you know? Um, you can control the game tempo a little more, but you can't really be as dynamic. So um, I think I think stopping the passing game will kind of trickle down and like help really help them um, kind of contain what Brees Hall can do or impact in the game. Um, and kind of leading into that, we were talking about the other day about Brock Purdy and how even though he's one of the best quarterbacks in this league, he he hasn't had the best year. Uh, where does that stem from and like from what you've seen? Yeah, um, I think for me, a lot of it is like, so Brock Purdy, the last few years has had, or the last couple of years has had a ton of weapons, um, both at wide receiver, um, at running back, he had Brees last year, David Montgomery the year before. Um, he's he's had some. Um, I mean, his tight ends has been, have been like awesome for him, you know. And last year, the offensive line was like four seniors, and they were you know they weren't like the best offensive line, but they were they were solid enough. And I think this year, it's kind of come crashing down a little bit on him. He lost his best two receivers, his most reliable two receivers. Um, his tight ends have been kind of injured. And although Brees Hall is doing really well, um, his offensive line lost four starters on the 
on that unit. So I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that Brock Purdy was in a great situation his first two years, and now he's being tested with kind of a kind of a shaky situation, not not a bad situation per se, but it's it's shaky and new, and so he kind of has to go through you know trusting um, new receivers, um, kind of trusting his offensive linemen a little better because um, he definitely um, kind of runs out of the pocket before he needs to sometimes and stuff like that. So I think. I think a lot of it comes down to like trust and that might grow as the season comes on or goes on, but um, we'll kind of see, but you know, I, I think, I think definitely um, the pieces around him um, have contributed to his um, worst play this year, but um, part, part of it could obviously be that he is, he's just having a worse year and he's had, you know, bad games and it's unexplained a little bit. So um but yeah, that that's kind of my take on the situation. Um, yeah. All right. Um, and on terms of defense, I know we talked about Baylor's defense being a strength and Iowa State's defense being a strength. Where um, are the key pieces in Iowa State's defense that you know Baylor would have to overcome, especially with the way their offense has been playing? Well, I've actually wrote about this a bunch. Um, before the season started, I, I labeled this Iowa State's best position group, and they've kind of lived up to the task. But it's 100% the defensive line, and most most like specifically the the edge rushers. So Iowa State plays like a 3-3-5 defense, which is really odd. Um, they have five defensive backs, and they like a lot of times only rush three. But the reason they're able to do that is because they have great depth on their defensive line and a really good um, pass rush. So with that, they're able to beat offensive linemen and kind of double team sometimes. And they're, you know, able to rush three and still get like coverage sacks and stuff. So that along with some blitzes and stuff like that. And um, with the fact that Baylor's offensive line has been really shaky, I think that will be the toughest challenge for sure for Baylor. Um, you could point to the secondary uh, for Iowa State which has been, you know, good, but they've, they've also let up some big plays and they did just this last week against Kansas. And, you know, Charlie Brewer is obviously a more talented um, quarterback than Kansas is. So, you know, we, we might see some big plays that Baylor can um, exploit kind of Iowa state's secondary, some gaps in there, but I don't think they're going to be able to um, kind of handle Iowa State's pass rush all that well, at least. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Great. Um, we talked about how the Cyclones' biggest weak, like weak link, um, is their special teams. And how for Baylor, mm -hmm. special teams has been, you know, pretty good, more better than decent, we would say. Um, like what's the craziest thing that you've seen on special teams that you it just you're face palming because it's it's just like the stupidest thing that you probably could have seen there you know what there's a ton i mean there's a ton that iowa state has done that's kind of i mean if you're if you're just watching the game i mean like I, i'm sure people they, they've been on national television almost every week and so you see like tweets from 
from like major uh major reporters or people watching and it's like every week Iowa State does something on special teams that's just horrible and you know I would say the biggest issue right now is field goal kicking um so I know there's been there's been two kick return touchdowns and a punt return touchdown but I think to me it's like Connor Sally's missed I want to say three or four field goals this year. He's missed two or three extra points this year. And he's also been, you know, blocked and returned for a touchdown on one of his field goals. Um, I would say that's just a complete nightmare. Um, when, when Connor Sally goes out to kick, um, not all his fault, but a lot of it's his fault. I think, I think Connor Sally and just the, you know, the blocking on, Field goal kicking has been a complete nightmare for Iowa State, so that's probably the the biggest thing um, for me to as someone watching the games. And <laughs> <laughs> um, on that, we talked about when Iowa State came down to Waco last year and how that game was like very close toward the end. You know, the the score doesn't really tell you the story of the game as much as like if you were there, you seen that you know obviously Baylor's team was really good last year we had a ton of great defense and our offense was uh clicking we had Denzel Mims and Jermichael Hasty at wide receiver and running back and and they're they were key pieces in something that I guess they're kind of Baylor's kind of missing this year um but like based off of last year's game um and how this season is going like how do you think this game this weekend carries a little bit more weight um, for either of these teams, especially because you said like it being like Iowa State going into it thinking they might win, but Baylor, seeing as they really need to win a game, um, could definitely pull something out of the hat and beat them. Yeah, for sure. I think I think the implications from last year uh, definitely weigh on this game. Um, I, I would say, um, and, and even from two years ago, there was, uh, there was that skirmish between David Montgomery and a couple, uh, Baylor defenders. Um, yeah. So I think, I think there is definitely some, I wouldn't say bad blood, but some competitive energy coming in between these two teams, um, where it's like, yeah, like you kind of circle that matchup. If you're, you know, Iowa State or Baylor, a Baylor player or something like that at the start of the year, like, you know, let's, let's win that one kind of thing. So I, I think there's some, there's some energy coming into this game that um, uh, it's going to be kind of a, you know, hard fought rough and tumble game, you know, so we'll see. I know we made predictions on Sunday. Um, so uh, like I said, like Baylor would win by like two touchdowns, kind of just a clean game. So, but uh, how do you think um, it'll go? I know you're going to pick Iowa State, but <laughs> it'll be well, a close game for sure. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did say it would be a close game. Um, I think, I think um, because Iowa State will kind of be, um, I think, maybe caught off guard a little bit, I think it's going to be about – I think I said 17 to 10 um, was my score. I think Iowa State will win, um, but their offense won't really get going that well. And uh, – you know, their their defense will kind of – I mean, it's been kind of the case in most games. It's been Brees Hall on the defense carrying um, Iowa State. So, 
I think they're I think they'll um they'll do pretty well um on defense, but yeah, the offense will definitely not be able to get going that well. It'll be kind of a nail biter for um, both teams. But seventeen to ten is my uh, official prediction. Iowa State over Baylor. Okay. Um, thanks so much for being on our show, quote unquote show. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, no, no. Super official. I mean, I mean, it, it was about as official as our show um, back in. So. Not yeah. Me, um, I mean, I can't not wait. That that's a long review. Specifically. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to talk to you a, a little bit about basketball before we go, because oh, you know, the season is so close. And um, and basketball, I think, is where, you know, Baylor's been a powerhouse, both on the men's and women's side, specifically the women's side. Um, but how excited are you for basketball to get going? Well, I'm as I, I kind of I'm a fan of basketball um, just as a just as a fan of like the sport. I, I like basketball more than football. Um, like playing it, watching it, that kind of thing. So yeah, like just as a fan of the sport, I'm I'm pretty excited um, for that to get going. Uh, Iowa State. If we're gonna talk about Iowa State versus Baylor, which I don't know when that will happen, I actually haven't looked at the schedule very much. Um, that will be a blowout. I mean, I I'm not like, I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm I'm actually really excited to see. Iowa State get absolutely trashed by Baylor because because <laughs> sometimes it's it's fun to see sometimes so um, but yeah the Baylor is looking really good um, this year and Iowa State's looking really not good so um, but yeah no it'll be a it'll be a fun season just to cover the team um, cover Iowa State uh, so yeah yeah because I mean we're two weeks away from just the non-conference schedule kicking off and and big 12 is going to be really early this year um yeah i don't remember when we play iowa state i think we probably might not see a game until january but yeah i just it's a bright spot considering how <laughs> football's been playing and uh, i think everybody's just excited to to get some basketball going um yeah. yeah like i said thanks for being on don't feed the bears with us um and we will talk again soon hopefully yeah for sure okay well before we wrap up don't forget to check out all our coverage of baylor sports this weekend the number three ranked baylor volleyball team is playing against number one texas down in austin Thursday and Friday, starting at 7 p.m. The matches will be broadcast on Longhorn Network, and Harper Mayfield will have your recaps on the Baylor Lariat website. Baylor Soccer will be wrapping up their season at home against Oklahoma at 5 p.m. on Friday, and Will Shamley will have that recap for you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Zane for being on the show with us today. And just keep in mind to please don't feed the bears.